Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. I heard our good friends at Darwas have some exciting news. They really do. They've just launched a new joint care supplement. Ooh, and what is that? Well, it's called Move Wellia. Well, see what they did there? Yeah, well, they've done that there. It's very clever because the main ingredient of this joint supplement is a herb called Boswellia, and that comes from India. And the thing about it is it's got a long tradition in Ayurvedic medicine as really supporting natural anti-inflammatory pathways in the body, which, of course, includes the joints. And for joints that just may be feeling a bit stiff, bruised, a bit challenged... So I could use it on Billy now because he's not showing any signs of joint issues, but he's five and he's a terrier, so he runs around like crazy. So do it now before he shows signs of that? Totally, yes. I mean, really what they say is to begin sort of at the age of about two, already sort of preventing any issues occurring. So I definitely think about some joint care support, maybe with Movewellia. Okay, dokie. Well, if I wanted to go on the internet and, and get some this lovely new product, what would I do? Like our listeners might want to do. Well, our listeners all get a special promo discount if you tap in Dog's Life for 10% off. And if you spend £50 or more, it's free delivery. But what I always like to suggest is, why don't you ring up the Dorwest team? Because they are so knowledgeable and so helpful. And the number is 01308 897 272. Or just go to their website, dorwest.com. You know, you've heard all about this uh, new program on CBeebies called Dog Squad. Well, we're so excited because we're jumping on Zoom now to talk to one of the case studies that is Dr. Amit Patel and his amazing guide dog called Kika. He's going to give us the full scoop. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Dr. Amit Patel, welcome back to A Dog's Life. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for having me. No, it's a real, real pleasure because I'm so excited. You are a friend of the podcast. And for those who may not have heard of you, those listeners who may not have heard of you already, you have a guide dog, don't you, called Kika? I do. Um, quite a famous guide dog now, actually. Yes, um, I think it's got to a head as well. Has it really? She's got a beautiful head because she is, you know, she is a very striking yellow Labrador is Kika. And I'm honoured to have met her a couple of times in real life when we've done the radio together. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think she really enjoyed coming into the studio last time round. Well, it is fun, actually, and it's great to have a dog in the studio. And um, really, it's only assistance dogs that are allowed in, you know, to the BBC. But talking about the BBC, the BBC have launched a new programme for children, have they not, Amit, called Dog Squad? Dog Squad, absolutely. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's a, it's a show that showcases five amazing assistance dogs. And each dog has a unique uh, superpower and it, it's kind of a hybrid program so you've got you've got animation and you've got real-time videos but you also get to see what the dog's seeing and also hear what the dog is thinking and saying as well you know I've watched um, a couple of the trailers <laughs> I obviously watched you and Kika and I loved the way they described how Kika navigates escalators 
Yeah, for, well, the show, the show is very, it's one of those shows that we hope that will bring down barriers on, on disability. It's it's a show that if kids start watching disabled people with assistance dogs on mainstream TV, it's the norm. It's not something different. It's also showcasing that having a disability doesn't mean that you sit around at home all day. You 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 know you can still have a job. You can go, still go out. You can still socialize, and that's what we want to bring across. We want to bring out that having a disability means that you are still part of the community. You just do things in a different way with the aid of these amazing dogs. Yeah, no, I love it. I I wish I was that. Well, I, I don't think you need to be young to watch this. I'm certainly, you know, already <laughs> glued because I think it's so educational. You know, as you say, from you know the disability point of view, but also for children to kind of get their heads around dogs, really, and and they're immense, as you say, their superpowers and how dogs can help us so much. Yeah, absolutely. I I, th- I think you saying that uh, you know it doesn't matter if you if you, it doesn't matter if you've got kids or you don't. On social media, so many people have got in touch with me saying, I'm I'm in my mid-40s, I don't have kids, but I am tuning in, I'm loving it. You don't have to have kids to watch CBBS, but I think this program is very much, if you love dogs, you will love the show. You will love the quirkiness, you will love the humour. It will hopefully make you smile, it will make you laugh, and then it will kind of educate you as you're watching it. Yeah, exactly. And also there's so many different types of dogs, which I think is <laughs> interesting as well, because people sort of think um, as, as a child, you know, I'm the Blue Peter generation, yes. you know, um, it, and uh, I learned a lot about guide dogs through Blue Peter at yep. a very young age. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, you do think of guide dogs as Labradors, really. Um, but they do come in other shapes and sizes, but particularly on the programme, because you've got a little Shih Tzu, you know, a little hairy fly. Dog we have. Yeah. That We've got it's a Lash, Lassa Abso. I oh, think. is he a Lassa Abso? I stand corrected. That, yeah. So um, that dog's called uh, Tinks, a tiny little dog, but with the heart of a of a big dog. He, uh, you know, Tinks thinks it's it's bigger than it actually physically is, but it's 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 the most amazing dog, and it helps our owner Charlie, who is um, in a wheelchair, and Tinks' special powers is fetching. So she, he will, the Tinks will go and fetch mobile phones, pick things up, open doors, all for Charlie because she finds it difficult. Um, so all of these dogs are showcasing just what they do. So Kika, being my guide dog, her superpower is super sight. Sure. You've got, you've got um, Diesel the Cocker Spaniel, who is the hearing dog for um, its owner, Ryan, who is hearing impaired. So again, super superpowers are super hearing. Uh, you got Meggie, who is a border collie and is a search and rescue dog with the owner, Tom. And again, superhero is super nose. It sniffs out people up in the mountains and it helps rescue people. And then one of my favorites is the new Newfoundland um, called Sylvie. Big, fluffy, cuddly dog. And superpower is its super heart because um, Sylvie is a support animal, a support dog. So she will go into schools, hospitals and put people at ease if they're having uh, any 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 problems with uh, hospitals, whether the kids just need to have kind of calm themselves down. Sylvie is that dog that will calm you down. 
It's amazing, isn't it? Because stress has so been in, in, in the press, actually, the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. You know that the University of Belfast um, revealed that our dogs do so smell and can kind of really diagnose Absolutely. stress. And stress is such a underlying problem for us all, really. I think particularly just come out of the pandemic where there was a whole load of unique stresses thrown mm -hmm. at us. And then now, you know, we're living in a cost of living crisis and we've got Christmas coming up. And so again, you know, stresses are going to start brewing, I think, for all of us. And, and this is where dogs, you know, whether it is the lovely Sylvie, you know, who is, as you say, in Newfoundland, so a huge dog, but um, all dogs have the capabilities, don't they, to de-stress us? They it? do. They do. I, I, you know, it's even, even Kika being around me when I'm out and about, puts me at ease people who've never met kika will say you know she is such a calming influence and she really is um you know what what, what the harness is on she's uh she's in work mode she's very very calm it doesn't matter how busy the environment around her is but the moment the harness comes out she's still very very calm and and, and i love it i love the fact but my my six-year-old my three-year-old get to grow up with this amazing creature in our house. You know, they've got they've got the full respect of what Kika does and, and full respect of what dogs are and what they do and what they're capable of doing. But if my if my, my three-year-olds had a had a rough day at nursery, should I say, she she will be found in Kika's bed, snuggled up with Kika, because Kika is her comfort blanket. It really is. And and I love I love the fact that it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, she she will have her head on Kika's belly and and she'll be fast asleep sometimes. I know. I love that. I love that image. It's um. It, it just really shows how dogs and children as well are, mm -hmm. you know, a bit like strawberries and cream, yes. you know, when it's all done right. <laughs> and and it's so important, I think. I mean, I was lucky. I, I grew up with dogs from a very, very young age. And I'm so thankful because I've never had any fear around dogs. I've seen them as just like, well, more of my tribe, really, than yes. some humans are, actually. Yes. I can genuinely relate. Easier to dogs, I think, than some people, to be honest. And I think this is where this program really comes into its own as well to help children who maybe haven't got a dog at home, maybe have had mm -hmm. a bad experience of a dog, you know, yeah. to help them overcome maybe some latent fears or or cultural references that make them hesitant about the dog. And and, and when you think as well, I mean, we've got so many more dogs living now in the UK. Absolutely. You know, they're everywhere. They literally are everywhere. So I think it's, it's a program that really works on many levels. It does. I, I think it's it's great that um, that the producers at um, Hello Halo, especially Jane Austen, who I've been working with on the show, um, she reached out to assistance dogs who helped with, with actually recommending the, the way we actually put the series forward. Um, you've got Assistance Dogs UK, Hearing Dogs for the Deaf, Support Dogs, um, Therapets, and the Search and Rescue Dog Association of Scotland all got involved just to make sure that what we are putting out was correct. And and that, that we're showcasing not just, just how amazing these dogs are, but the fact that these dogs do, do, a, do a really important job for our owners, but then also have have downtime you know they, they they only do this job because they want to you can't ever tell a dog to do something it doesn't want to do it you know I, I've, I've had kika for seven years now and i tell her to go out and have a 
I'm a bit of a peony when it's raining. She's like, nope, I'll hold it in for 24 hours. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's what it is. So you can't tell a dog to do something it doesn't want to do. So the fact that these dogs are doing it with a big smile on their face, they're loving what they're doing. And then they have that kind of downtime with the rest of their buddies at the end of the show, every, every episode. It's, it's, it's just a lovely, lovely thing. But I think the hardest thing, the, the whole concept of the show, I kind of got around. I, I, I understood what they wanted to do. But the hardest thing for me was, was voicing Kika. Did now, you voice her? Oh my! No, no, I didn't voice her. So I, I obviously working with Kika for seven years now. I, I think I know what she sounds like. So every dog has a a famous actor and actress to actually voice the dog. So you actually hear what they're thinking and what 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 we're what they're saying as well. Um. So in my head, I kind of thought, well, Kika, you know, she's not she's not very young. She needs she needs a voice that kind of has a little bit more you know, authority, but then has has that kind of giggleness, you know, that happiness, that kind of rounded voice that, that you could hear all day long. Um, so it was um it was Georgia Tennant who oh, really? um, who voiced Kika. And yeah. she takes she she's got this she's got the giggle right down perfectly. She has I know that when when Kika reaches, because the escalator scene, for example, <laughs> is Kika going right, I must choose the right escalator because we need to go up. That's you know, it. and 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 then it was like, right, we're on, steady on, Dad. Yes. And then, you know, and I loved it. And then it's like, now I must time this right because obviously the bit of getting, you know, off the escalator. That's and right. you, you make the point that, you know, unless your dog's trained to go on an escalator, don't try it because, you know, the end bit can be a bit sticky if the paws get stuck yes. under the Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, in fact, I think it is, you know, it's mandatory to carry your dog if it's not an assistance dog, you know, on, on that's right. But I love the bit, like you can hear the cheeky now. Um, I must get this right. Yes. It mustn't go too soon. It mustn't be too late. We're doing it now. And, uh, oh. I love that though. That that to me isn't a tri- isn't a kids program. It's 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 a program that will make you laugh regardless of whatever age you are. Yeah. Um and 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 that's what's come across so well. Um the feedback on this is do you know what, Amit? I don't think I didn't think I would ever be watching CBBS at my age, but it's on. You know, and it's that it, it's it's you know if you love dogs, you're gonna you're gonna love the show. But it's it kind of it it brings a little bit of education your way as well because we talk about the spinning cones underneath the um the uh the pelican crossings. So all of these things that people never really realised. Oh, you know, people watch me cross a road all day long, every day. They're probably wondering how does he know when it's gonna you know when that green man's come kika doesn't tell me i'm the one telling kika but we've we've worked we've got it down to such a t now where when the cone starts to spin all i do is just tug slightly on our harness and that's kika's cue to say right it's time to cross providing there's no cars coming um so i there's no there's no vocalization for me when i'm when i'm out on the streets every day because we do this as a routine but people must wonder how does he do this or does the dog see the green man it's interesting, isn't it? Well, you see, over time, though, you know, there'll be little cues, I think, that Kika will be picking up at those crossings yes. um, and that she will actually know when the man is green. <laughs> she, you know. she, sta- she stands there and her head is going left to right, left to right. And someone did ask me, oh, is she watching the traffic? And I kind of said, yes. I said, yeah, she's just looking for a clear path. from when we go. But it's funny because we, we could be at the crossing and people are people are will walk up behind us and then they're, they're never too sure whether to cross the road at a red red signal or or to wait for the green man because they think if they cross at the red kika might follow them mm. and they, they stand there and then someone else comes along and walks straight across the road and they're like oh okay kika hasn't moved i'm gonna go now um so it's, it's quite fascinating 
That is interesting, actually, but it also shows, you know, how well you can train dogs yes. and how they are totally at one with you. And, you know, and you've always got that that sound, haven't you, of the green man sound as well. Not um, always. Not always, really? unfortunately. Yeah. So if you, oh, have, really? if, if you have two or three crossings uh, next to each other, you don't have the you don't have the audible um, signal because you wouldn't know which one is beeping. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so so some crossings just have the little cones that spin. Um, and obviously that visual green man that comes up. Um, if you have if you're at a junction with four or five kind of crossings, there's there's no audible noise because the blind person would actually mix up which one is actually beeping. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, gosh, it's, it's it's extraordinary, really. You know, I love this. But also on another level, I mean, I know you've, we've talked about this before, but it's about, you know, discrimination with assistance dogs, which I can't bear. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no place for it at all um, now, you know, years on from mm -hmm. the first guide dogs. I mean, guide dogs have celebrated, haven't they, their 100th absolutely. anniversary. Yep. So, you know, it's a pretty long time for us. But but it still goes on, doesn't it, Amit? I know you've had experiences that you know are, are just unacceptable. It does, it, it, and unfortunately, that's that's one of the the bad sides of having an assistance dog. Not not everybody understands what they are or or knows the the law when it comes to assistance dogs. But I'm hoping you know kids watching this and the next generation mm. that they will be watching this and thinking, well, actually, these these dogs are amazing. They they they're especially trained to do the job they're doing. And, you know, they won't think anything of it when they see Kiki or, or a hearing dog or, or a support animal kind of walking through a supermarket. It's OK. They've got their coats on. They're working as much as they want to go and go over and say, oh, hello. Can I can I say hello? You know, they will kind of hold that back because they know from watching the show. Hopefully they'll know how important it is for these dogs to actually just just carry on working and concentrate. But the whole you know, access denials when you walk into a supermarket or walk into any any places of business. It's it's one of those things that that kind of puts a downer on things. Because you kind of you're having to explain, well, okay, it's a guide dog, you know, are you discriminating because it's a dog? Are you discriminating because I'm sight sight impaired? You know, would you say the same thing with someone with crutches or or a wheelchair? You wouldn't do that. And these dogs are specially trained to take their owners around. They they are trained to be in busy in um, areas. They're trained to take you into shops. And when someone actually turns around and stops you for being visually impaired, it kind of does. You kind of think, well, oh, you know, it makes you angry. But the thing is, I'm hoping that we we kind of get beyond that. You know, it, sometimes it happens once and then hopefully it doesn't happen again. You know, you, you educate that person once and they, they, they will never stop another assistance dog owner again. Um, and that and that's kind of the the hope I have every time I get stopped. Hopefully that person then will never stop anybody else and have an understanding. Yeah, I know you're so good. You're so generous of spirit, really, Amit, I think. But it must be frustrating. But, you know, I bet it's been fun, though, hasn't it, this project, <laughs> as a fun project, just to add to your to-do to list, because I know you're very, very busy and, and you are, you know, an ambassador for guide dogs as well. So, it, it but um, I, I bet it was fun doing some of the filming. It was. Do you know what? It was it was it was so fun. Um we because th this this conversation came up with Hello Halo uh back in back during lockdown and it was supposed to be just a one-off, a one-off episode, Ventures of Amit and Kika. And it got to BBC commissionings and it kind of grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And the team then kind of we ended up with five assistance dogs. Each assistance dog has its unique powers and it and it and it just snowballed in in a in a great way. 
but but filming was quite challenging because obviously Kika is is trained to to avoid obstacles, you know, and sometimes in, in the program, there's a few obstacles that we kind of come across. They want to, they want to do the point of view from Kika. They want to have the wide shot of us walking towards something. So Kika has to do these shots two or three times. After the third time, she's like, well, actually, I know someone's going to get in my way. So I'll just turn before they get there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, do you know what? And you can't tell her off because she's no. doing her job. Yeah, um, we 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 spent hours at a train station just just doing this um, this episode, uh, the first episode, and uh, we we went up and down the escalators just at the right time, and then you know you'd get a passenger who'd come across, and obviously this is a this is a train station that's busy, uh, has has passengers every day, so we can't get in the way. We're trying to film in between passengers, so when someone gets in the way or someone talks between a shot, you kind of have to do it all over again. And I did laugh to the team. I did joke, and I said, "Look, Kika's going to take me back into London." And not go on a train. She's just going to ride up and down on the escalators all day long because <laughs> that's that. She's loving it. Um, but uh, yeah, and back. you focused on that particular aspect, you know. So then that becomes kind of reinforced. And, so and yeah, oh. it, but no, she she came back into London and off she went back into her normal duties, which is fantastic. Well, it doesn't surprise me, you know. But um, <laughs> I bet she enjoyed it as well, you know. But she's very famous, Kika, because Kika has a book as well, Kika and Me, which is uh, a, a fabulous, obviously true story that I love because, you know, it took you from being a bit hesitant about bringing a guide dog, Kika, into your life or questioning really, could she really make that oh, extra could any difference? Dog? Could, could any, any dog, dog make that? Yeah. I, my, my biggest fear was I never when I when I lost my sight guide dogs was the last thing on my mind it was basically get back on my feet again um and the conversation of guide dogs happened we started talking to the charity and they said oh you know because I had no idea what what the process was and they said look at it we we you know we profile you to see what what you do where you work where you live how fast you walk what your eye you know what your sight ability is how confident you are all of these things are taken into consideration and then you are put into a profile every dog that comes out of the system is profiled and then you're matched but they said look honestly it's you know three four years is what it takes to be matched to the right dog so i kind of i thought to myself well okay that's perfect it gives me three years to uh, get get around the fact that, you know, a dog might come into my life. And my biggest fear was, well, if you're walking down the road and it sees a squirrel, does it run after the squirrel? If it, if it sees another dog, what's it going to do? Because I've never had a dog growing up. Never had anything against it. I just never had the time commitment to, to have a dog. Um, and so, so hesitant about the dog, but I thought, okay, three, four years, I can get my head around this and, and you know, it'll be, and, and then I can kind of get in the right frame, frame of mind. But six weeks was was my waiting time and it was the call was Amit we think we found your dog but she may not like you because she's um she's very stubborn but then so am I so um it kind it just it just worked Oh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And I so recommend that book. So, you know, if anyone's thinking about their Christmas present list at the moment, it is Kika and Me, isn't it, Amit? That it is. And, make... the, and the book is becoming a film as well. No. Uh, so it's being ed- adapted to, to a cinema film, a cinematic film. So that's in the process as well. So it's... Um... Oh, no. Who's playing you? Who's playing Ooh, Kika? We're not, oh, we're you not sure yet. We're not oh, sure right. yet. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. So that's the script, such... script is... Script should be ready by the end of the year. Um, no. 
but it's it's uh when you when you think it's over lockdown we were talking with sky bbc itv who wants to make a three-part drama series out of the book um a disney channel amazon all approached and said we want to make this into a film and then we've ended up with an amazing an amazing um uh, producer and director who's a BAFTA nominated so to put this thing together because in my head it's it's an east east west kind of film it's you know it, it needs a big Bollywood song in there somewhere um, definitely so you know it's 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 to actually be able to sign this off and 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 go with people that we could we could trust in 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 making this the way we see it um because it's quite funny because you've we, we had Hollywood studios approaching us and who wanted to take the book and actually adapt it to a scene in New York and it's not right. to me it's not a New York film it's not it's not a film based in America it's very much a British film um and we had we had um we had uh uh companies who wanted to make it and base it out in Mumbai um, but again, it's not a Mumbai film. It, it is a British film. You know, the, the people who helped me get back on my feet were British charities, were UK charities. Um, so, so yeah, we we ended up uh, with with an amazing uh, producer and director, and hopefully, in the next few years, it might be up in your cinema screen. That is such exciting <laughs> news. Honestly, oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's so brilliant. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Oh, please, gosh, give us a heads up. I know oh, you will. Um, of course. But, I mean, wow. It's just such an inspirational story. I mean, I, I, I love you, Emmett, and I love Kika. And you just, oh, fly the flag so proudly and kindly and it's just brilliant, I think. Oh, you just... know, it's, really, it's really nice to kind of you to say, but for us, it's it's we we struggled to get the help and the supports we needed when I lost my sight. We we didn't know where to turn to. Or and and the same as my wife. Nobody really asks the carers, "How are you doing?" You know, nobody nobody thinks about the people behind the scenes. Um. So the the book is a great way for us to say, "Well, look, this is the real story." You know, you you don't just wake up one morning and things just just change for the better. You have to, you know, you it, it's it's having good people around you. It's finding the help and the support, being able to find someone you can turn around to and say, "Look, this is what I'm really going through," and having that ability to actually air your views and say, you know, and and not 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 have to fake that smile every single day and to be real. And I know I'm very very honest about that. You know, I have my good days, I have my bad days, but that's life. But yeah. to, to know that you don't have to go through life on your own is is what I wanted to get out there. It's it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, how much you know. If you know, we all need help sometimes, and it's okay to ask. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that's such an important message. I think people are afraid to reach out, aren't they? Af they afraid are. of rejection, but that's afraid the thing. of what what people see them. You know, if mm. people might think that oh, you know, I'm not, you know, even at work, people. I, I get contacted by people who are saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm slowly losing my sight, but I can't tell work because I'll miss out on my promotion or I'll miss out on this and I'll miss, you know, people are going to see me differently. And I think that's the stigma attached to disability. And and, and my, my my goal is to get that stigma away. You know, I don't want someone to see me as, as blind Amits. I want someone to see me as Amits. You know, look at my abilities, look at what I can do. Don't look at my disabilities. That's the last thing you should be looking at. Look at what I what I can achieve, what what I say, what I do, you know, uh, that that's what you should be focusing on but unfortunately a lot of people focus on the negative side yes yes yeah absolutely and it is wrong and I think 
gosh, well, this, oh, I can't believe this film. I think, you know, <laughs> so we're talking about CBBS and now, you know, we're also talking about, you know, a massive blockbuster film. It's, um, it's fantastic, you know, so certainly, I mean, will you, you know, with the film, will you be on the set, do you think, sort of putting input in? I am, so I am, I am part of the, the, the uh the team so i i do it is my life it's my story um so it's it's great to be working with um with with a team that that actually appreciates the input and and i'm i'm part of the the uh, the kind of script writing as well and, and inputting um so hopefully i think i think it's going to be exciting when it comes to to casting because yeah. i still can't see who can play who plays me i it, it's weird I, I i don't i can't i can't see anybody else playing me um so it's 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 like the voice of kika once once i hear it you know hear that person talk it's it's it'll be it'll kind of go yes this is real now yes yes but oh well i love the voice of kika and <laughs> and all the other dogs of course back in dog squad so for people wanting to catch up with dog squad um what time is it on and and how many episodes are there amit so dog squad's is on CBBS on weekdays 4 p.m. and it was also available on iPlayer. It started um, it started last week on Monday, so we've had we've had um, we'll have five episodes out already. It's out for another two more weeks, and hopefully in the new year we might get some more seasons. Fantastic. Well, that'd be super to carry on the journey or maybe bring in some other dogs um, and just keep keep the momentum. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it, it's been really inspirational chatting with you and, and on Remembrance Sunday as well, when we all need to pause, think of others and, and also remember all of the animals, you know, that paid the main price, you know, for helping and helping us win uh, several combats you know and and dogs working with their handlers you know absolutely. using their superpowers to help us in conflict absolutely absolutely He's amazing creatures amazing creatures well amit i can't wait for you to come back on and talk about the film <laughs> thank you so much it was lovely chatting with you anna thank you That's our show, Mr. Pinks. What did you think? Yes, aren't all these dogs extremely clever? And I know you agree, what a super educational program. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. With Remembrance Sunday still on our minds, it's so important to think about all the animals with all their superpowers in the past and present that have helped us in combat and life in general. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcast. Thanks again to Dr. Amit Patel and all the links to him and Kika are in the show notes. Thanks to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as usual. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? It's totally free. And that way you'll never miss another show. And you could check out our new Patreon service and see if you want to give us a tip. Bye for now. Bye.